Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, confidence, clarity, and mindset coach for new and aspiring entrepreneurs. This podcast is for women ready to leave nine to five behind and become the CEO of their own life and business. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with successful entrepreneurs who share their expert mindset and business secrets to help you cut through the overwhelm and take the steps to become the entrepreneur you were meant to be. This is where you connect to the life and business that is perfect for you and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Autumn Roadrock. She is the host of the Startup Success podcast, which is an amazing podcast. I love it. I suggest you go check it out because you will learn so much from it. So Autumn, welcome. So glad that you're here today. Hello. Oh, I get all the feels. It's, it's so different being on the other side versus like hosting versus being a guest. So this is going to be fun. I can tell. Yeah. A little bit more laid back when you're on that side. Right. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. The pressure's still on. As as a guest, the pressure is still on. Don't doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. But I'm sure you'll do great. I'm sure you have lots to share with us. So tell us a little bit about you, about your journey and how you started your podcast. Sure. So, um, just in 100% transparency, I used to be an online personal trainer. Um, before that, I did a little bit of business coaching. Um, I feel like I've done just a little bit of everything. Me and my husband, we own a martial arts school. Um, so I very much am like, like I understand the service-based industry um, and marketing online and all that other stuff. And I just found myself having such a wealth of knowledge but in 100% transparency, I think I had started like 13 businesses in five years. And what I mean by that is I tried MLM businesses. I tried per, uh, in real life personal training. I tried online personal training. I did, you know, running my husband's martial arts school, but it's it's not really mine or I guess I don't have a passion for it like he has a passion for it. So there was always a mismatch or a misalignment in it. Um, so I would like come and go kind of doing office managerial work and advertising and marketing. And it pretty much boiled down to, I had so much knowledge about the online industry and how to grow a business. I just needed some sort of an outlet. And I also knew of other people who had helped me along on my journey who really also need to get their message out there because they really do amazing things. And when you are first starting your business, no matter what industry you're in, whether it's service, whether it's coaching, whether it's brick and mortar, whether it's, you know, your yogi, your crafter on Etsy, whatever that is, you need to define your success first. But then it's also there's so many different ways to get on top of that mountain of success or whatever you define it as, whether it's money or a feeling or the freedom, whatever that is, there's so many different ways and trails and paths. And I just Mm -hmm. want people to realize that there's no one path that's going to get you there. There's going to be things that you're going to need to try, go down different trails, whatever the case may be. 
But at the end of the day, it really is about getting on top of the mountain. And there's just, like I said, like, there's just so many different ways, so many different things that you can do. It can be overwhelming. But I just really wanted to start that podcast to share with people the knowledge that's out there. I love that. You bring up so many good points. So many good points. Because a lot of people actually don't start because they Mm -hmm. don't exactly know what they want to do and they have so many things so they just kind of get paralyzed and they actually don't as opposed to try different things you know just step into it and then you'll learn and you'll figure out what's best for you like you did you tried a little bit this oh I kind of like pieces of that but maybe not that oh I like this and then it kind of fell right where you belong which is with podcasting um but it's paralyzing for people to think I need to choose and I need to choose it now and it has to be the right thing and it has to be perfect Mm-hmm. And so then they don't take the steps to build the business or of their dreams. Mm-hmm. So right now, a lot of what I'm finding in the industry too, is that the industry is kind of telling us what success looks like too. So a lot of times, you know, you'll be scrolling through Facebook or you'll be scrolling through Instagram and you'll opt into somebody's funnel, you know, the freebie that catches you, but it's like how to get 10 K followers on Instagram or how to have your first 10K month, or how to have a six-figure business, or seven-figure business. And those are all things where other people are defining our success versus what does success actually look to you? Oh my gosh, that's so true. I didn't look at it that way. I always looked at it as, oh, another person thinking I need to make $10,000 and they're going to make it <laughs> seem like it's so easy to do. But you're mm-hmm. right. You get stuck into, oh, that, how to get 10,000 followers. 10,000 followers must be so important. But what they don't tell you is that 10,000 followers is never going to make you happy if they're not 10,000 people that love you and want to work with you and you're mm-hmm. a client and you're going to be excited to work with them. Or you know, $10,000 months are great, but if you don't love your business, money can't solve the problem. Right. Right. And then, and then you're bombarded with the fact of, you know, there's these people who do have really big followings who are saying, oh, it's not about the number. It's not about the number. Don't worry about the number of followers, you know, or don't worry about, you know, hitting 10 K months. Like maybe a success to you is just a two K month, but like, Hey, I can help you get there, you know? So it, it, it's an ebb and a flow and it goes back and forth. And, To go back to what I said earlier, it really is about what is your definition of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think many people ask themselves that. We're not taught to ask ourselves what the definition is because as you said, it's been defined, even when we grew up, it's defined by what our parents said success was, what our teachers said success was. Like Mm -hmm. you have to graduate high school, you have to go to college, like those are successful things. Um, But it doesn't always lead to happiness. It doesn't always lead to fulfilled life. Yes followed somebody else's path or beliefs. Right. But then it's also crazy because the American mindset of like, you know, like you said, going to college and buying houses after a while, you want a bigger house. Like you start to make more money. So you're like, Oh, I need a faster car. I need a bigger house. I need, you know, a dog. And then when I have one dog, then all of a sudden I may want three dogs or I want a show dog or, you know, it's just, it's, it's a mountain that you always keep climbing until you decide where the top is. Yeah. The want, 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 mm-hmm. want, want more, want more. I'm just going to be happy when I get this. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy when I get this. But you know what? It's a, it's, 
that kind of mentality is good when it, when you're going to, I want to grow and learn more about myself. And you, then you push that, that mountain of challenging yourself, but the wanting of the, the actual tangible things doesn't really make you grow. doesn't really give you anything in the in-depth kind of feeling or fulfillment, but it's when you're, when you're striving for, I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to learn more. I want to do more. That's, that's success. Like when it goes inward as opposed to outward. Right. Right. Definitely. So tell us about your podcast and how it all came about. Um, what I love about what you do with your podcast, um, along the way, you really shared every step. So it wasn't even just about putting out the episodes. It's been sharing the process of it. It's been sharing, you know, I think you did like a, a six, was it a 60 day and a 90 day report? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how it's making money, how many people are listening, like what you learned from it. Like that, I think we don't do enough in the industry of growing an online business or a podcast or anything of sharing the process. What you see online is like the highlight reel, like I'm doing great. I'm looking at all my success, but nobody's sharing that. It, there's a long runway to whatever success looks like for you, whatever that is. There's a long one run, run right, ugh, runway because it's a learning curve. So mm-hmm. share about like what, when you thought of this podcast, what was your mission and what were you hoping people were going to get out of it? So I started the podcast to really download all of the business information that I have, as well as highlight the other people. But then I also made it a point to make it extremely transparent in how the podcast is growing and how I'm defining my success of the podcast and really highlighting the highs and the lows. And I decided to do it from day one for a couple different reasons. Um, The first reason is because in the podcast industry, people only tell you the good things when they hit the highs. Like, oh, I hit 10,000 downloads or... Um, oh, I got, you know, Fabletics to come, you know, sponsor an episode of my podcast or something like that. And, you know, when you ask those people, they're like, oh, it took years, which is fine. But like, what else did you like, what was the process to get you there? Like, what did that look like? And, you know, a lot of times they're like, oh, it's consistency. It's this, it's that. But then I was just like, from day one, I was like, I'm going to document everything. Like the good the bad, the ugly, the successful, the not so successful, because podcasting is still very much um, foggy, especially when it comes to monetizing, uh, getting listeners, making money, all that other stuff versus like a blog. You're like, oh, I'm going to start a blog and then I'll have a Pinterest strategy or oh, I'm going to grow my Instagram and then I'm going to, you know, start monetizing with ad space and endorsement deals and all this other stuff or, you know, influencer status. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of that in the podcast world. So I was like, okay, from day one, we're doing it like 30, 60, 90 days, you know, so many months into podcasting. So like every month we're measuring and seeing like what's happening, what's working, what's not working, all that jazz. Um, and then the second reason I did it is because a lot of people do do some sort of an income report, traffic report with their blogs. But I was like, I want to do this for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to show people what it's really like to grow a podcast 
from zero and to really start growing your personal brand essentially from zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Podcasting is kind of still a new, a new medium. Uh, even mm-hmm. for me, I never dreamed of starting a podcast. I joined a mastermind and everybody was doing a podcast and I was like, and I had an idea in my head for like an online magazine. I'm like, I wonder if I can do that as a podcast. And I did it, but I, it wasn't until I really listened to yours that I realized like first how long it does take that runway because everybody else, as you said, Oh, you know, they either don't share those smaller numbers and they wait like a year before they're like, Hey, I hit my big number. I just, I didn't know like for me and I had different goals for mine, but I had no idea about getting sponsors for it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not something I thought of. I just thought of it as another type of blog kind of experience, like sharing the message share for me was sharing entrepreneurial journeys and how, you know, how they developed and how they grew um, to their success. But yeah, I mean, it's not shared very often and for aspiring entrepreneurs and even new entrepreneurs, it's that, that's the information I wish I had when I started, but I didn't, right. I was just looking at everybody that was already a success and Mm -hmm. I was starting a blog and I'm like, Oh my gosh, she has like 10,000 blog posts already. And I have like two and you know, like that's like, Oh, I had to, but she didn't share her gosh, it took 10 years to get 10,000, you know, 10,000. And she had guest bloggers. Like those kind of things are what, what we all need to be transparent about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like a super popular thing in the industry is also like, you know, sharing like these, like you said, these bigger successes, but after years and years and years of work, so I was like, from day one, we're sharing everything. And there are some things I will tell you on the income and traffic reports and stuff like that, that I don't necessarily share. So like, for example, like right now, um, I have a opportunity to go to Vegas for an event, which the event is already like taken care of. Like we're going to be sponsored sponsors of this event. But then also, um, I approached a hotel, which was like on my dream 100 list, which by the way, we'll, We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, And so it was like kind of down because they said no at first. And then the person who was hosting this event in Vegas called the hotel and was like, look, you got to get this girl in. Like she's going to be at this event. Like it's going to be really good for you guys. So the event itself, in theory, got this block of hotel rooms for a bunch of different people for free. But then, you know, it ended up trickling down to me, which was really, really cool. So like now when I go to Vegas, all I need to pay for is like my flight and my food because, because of this podcast. But those are numbers that I can't necessarily share because it's what's the actual value versus perceived value. And it gets a little murky in there, but, um, yeah. But it's a win that you can share again, that other people probably wouldn't have thought of, as a possibility with podcasting, right. Or, or even anything with blogging with anything that that's, it's, it's, it's information that people don't have. It doesn't, not even about the money. It's that this can happen. Right. A dream like like that. (laughs) What's, what's also really cool is just, I love podcasting because of the connections that you make. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a lot of the time when like you're guest blogging or when you take over somebody's Instagram or something like that, it's a very short relationship versus having a longer conversation on the podcast, which if, if I didn't have this longer conversation on the podcast, as I was interviewing this individual, this whole Vegas trip would never have happened. Right. So podcasting is amazing for networking. It is. Well, and it's, let's be honest, it's fun getting to know other people that aren't in your necessarily your niche that, you know, that you have things in common because you do, right? I mean, you're interviewing them because y'all are growing entrepreneurs, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love to do the interviews. That's, that's my favorite part. I I just love meeting people and talking to them and getting to know their stories. That's what people are listening to. They're not just listening for the information. They then get to meet even through listening somebody else and getting to know like more vulnerable, more uh, them personally on a, more intimate level than yeah. just like a blog or taking over Instagram for a few hours. Right. Right. I, I don't know. I, I kind of fell in love with podcasting. Like at first I was just like, you know, I'm just going to record a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to put it out there, kind of see what happens. But then I was like, after interviewing a couple of people, I was like, no, like I want this to be like my thing. Like, like where I'm going to like plant my flag, I guess, or, or choose my niche or whatever the case may be. Um, but then I just also feel like with people in podcasting, they get so hung up on the tech, you know, like you go into groups and they're talking about microphones and sound quality and, and intros and outros and, and just what editing software do you use and all the other stuff. And the reality is it is not that complicated. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I have, I didn't even buy the fancy, like I have the blue snowball cause I didn't buy the Yeti. Um, I use my laptop. I use zoom. Um, I share the videos of the interviews on my, uh, website. And then the, then I use, um, iMovie to edit this everything cause I can't figure out audacity cause it's just, just looks funny and it's complex to me, but I use iMovie to edit it all. And it works fine. <laughs> and and a little myth or misnomer is um, you always see that Yeti microphone and like a ton of like really cool stock images and stuff like that doesn't have great sound quality. It, I've heard so many people <laughs> say they bought it and it picks up like every single noise possible. And yeah, they said they, they I have, I know people that it's still in the box. <laughs> yeah. It's still in the box. Like, I actually the best ones that I got, and I don't know why. I, I'm trying the blue snowball. I used my 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 iPhone headphones, and mm-hmm. they worked fan. They actually probably work better than the blue snowball. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even no. Sound quality is great on some level, but it's not everything. It's not, and it also depends. Like when somebody's listening, I mean, they're listening on all kinds of different technology that that just, if they don't have great headphones, it's not going to sound good anyway. You know, Mm -hmm. the iPhone doesn't always have the best sound when you're playing it back, you know? So it really, you know, it's never always going to be perfect, whether whether you use the fancy, what is it, the Heil microphone or (laughs) the Heel microphone. Or or the one that like drops down and then you got like the little thing and then the thing and then you're like, I have all the things, guys. Don't I sound great? (laughs) (laughs) It won't make your podcast better <laughs> just because right. you fancy microphone. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good point though, because 
I remember even me thinking I had to have everything in place before I became an entrepreneur. And, mm-hmm. and I, it took me years to start because I'm like, I had to have the perfect website and I couldn't afford somebody to do my branding photos. So how was I? And like, I didn't have somebody to do my website. So I was like basically paralyzed, but that's not what being an entrepreneur is all about. It's the impact you want to make and the message. And most people exactly. are not judging you because your website's not perfect. They're looking for information. And if you have it, they love you. If you don't have it, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my like income and engagement reports, like you will never see web design or brand photography or anything like I have an Instagram husband, like in a hundred percent honesty, I have an Instagram husband. I have, um, you know, like just me making a mood board on Canva from a template that I bought on creative market where I like picked out a couple cool colors. You know, I went to Fiverr for my artwork for the podcast, which kind of inspired the entire brand. Yep. You know, it, it just, I just let it happen. I'm like, I'm always just taking imperfect action as I say. Yeah. Um, I I hit the publish button. If I'm thinking twice about hitting the publishing button or the submit button, I do it even quicker. Yeah. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. done. Stop, stop editing. Don't touch it. it." (laughs) So, um, yeah. And that's, that's how I've just been able to move forward and propel. And again, I haven't, I'm, I haven't gone viral. Don't necessarily want to go viral. Um, but you know, I'm just, I'm taking the steps every day. Yep. That's what it's about. I call it the try and tweak method because the only way you're going to learn and know what's right for you or what's not right for you is just to take action. Everything I put out now is so imperfect because I know I'm probably going to change it in like three months. I'm probably going to tweak it because it probably wasn't perfect, but I didn't know what perfect was anyway. So try it and then tweak it and then try it and either scrap it or tweak it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nobody's judging you. Nobody's going to remember that it didn't work. Nobody's going to know if you're podcast, nobody listened to the first three episodes. Nobody's going to know if nobody joined your course, because how are they going to know? Unless you shared it, it doesn't matter if the people, it doesn't mean the course was bad. It just means you didn't get to the right people. So, right. yeah. Right. And Absolutely. I love that you share all this stuff too. I mean, that's, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but at the same time, if I, if I ever wanted to be a coach, I'm like, this is literally the stuff I would want people to share with me. So I have to share it. Like I have to put it out there, you know, whether it's, you know, a bad podcast episode, whether it's a guest that didn't quite align, like I thought it was going to, but I edited the podcast and popped it up there anyways. I mean, it's not going to be perfect and it's not, I mean, I I am no Pat Flynn by any means though. I don't, who's Pat Flynn? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Pat Flynn was essentially the guy who started the whole podcast movement. And he's very, he's extr- he's like, he's like the Donald Trump of the podcast world, I would say. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he, like you get his rubber seal, you're in. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Got it. Well, I see you learned something new today. I had no idea. But but for the record, he started in like 2012 when podcasting was like in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said for people who get in right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it also goes to show that even if you didn't get in at the very beginning, you can still have success. Oh, there are so many podcasts right now that only started a year or two ago that mm-hmm. are huge now. 
Mm -hmm. But also I find that a lot of the bigger podcasts that like get on the new and noteworthy list or that, you know, make the tops of charge have also been people who have had successes in other areas of social media or building their personal brand. Yeah. Writing the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's all a journey. So, so even if you like, for example, when I launched my podcast, I did not get on new and noteworthy and I'm about to time out of new and noteworthy here in like a week. Um, but it's just, it's okay. Moving on, keep growing, keep doing, keep, keep making it happen. Um, and just so you guys know, if you ever want to be on a podcast, specifically launching your podcast and being on the new and noteworthy list, you have to have about 500 downloads for in your first few episodes, um, or you have to have a certain amount of reviews in a certain amount of time. To be on the new and noteworthy list, you have to be in your first 12 weeks of podcasting wow. or launching your podcast. So after 12 weeks, you timed out, there's no possible way you could get into that category. So if you want to top the chart somewhere else in your industry or in your niche for your podcast, you're going to have to, you know, get more downloads. But to be a new noteworthy, you should shoot for about 500 downloads and a good chunk. I would say at least probably 50 reviews of your podcast. No pressure there. (laughs) That certain amount of time, yeah. Which is why those people that tend to be on new new noteworthy are the ones that have written the really successful books, have the big followers because they can push to get the reviews. They can they they launch their podcast. Everybody wants to listen to it because it's them. That's how they get on it. But but I think this all goes back to your point in the beginning is that it depends what your definition of success is with your podcast or with anything in your, your world, like whether, whether it's writing a book or, you know, becoming a coach or whatever, becoming a yoga, yoga instructor. It depends on what your like, uh, that was never a goal to be on new and noteworthy for me. That was, mm-hmm. because that was, that's not my mission for my podcast. My podcast is about sharing my message for whoever needs it, mostly my people. And then anybody else that I reach with it through like Instagram or Pinterest or wherever in the world. But I just, I didn't even know about new and noteworthy, to be honest, because mostly I listen to ones that people suggest I should listen to. Okay. Search. So again, it goes back to what is your goal when you, we're a goal in your, your definition of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And if I you love get on that one new, new and noteworthy, you'll, you can always get onto the top list of podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of my coaching friends, Sarah Dan, she actually just launched her podcast. She got on new and noteworthy. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, but she did have a large tribe of women in a Facebook group prior to launching her podcast and to make the whole deal even sweeter. You know, she was very upfront, like, Hey, I'm launching a podcast in a couple of weeks. She asked her community in that Facebook group for help, whether it was, you know, what microphone do you suggest? How long does it take to get approved? through iTunes. So no matter if you were like brand new to the group or you've been a veteran for years in that Facebook group, you knew that like there was a podcast that was coming. And then finally when it ended up launching, she was just like, Hey, I know you guys all love my courses. Go write a review and I will send you a hundred dollar off coupon to any of my coaching services or any of my courses. Like love that. That's incentive. 
so it was an incentive and they were like, oh my gosh, like the perceived value is like my review to her means a hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing. And even if I never use that hundred dollar coupon, I'm still going to go review her podcast because she's a totally cool person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, that's a great, uh, marketing strategy. Yeah. I'm all about those too. I'm all about those. I'm always like following people and I'm like, Oh, I see, like, I see the strategy. I see what they're doing here. I know it's coming, you know? So that way, no matter, like I said, no matter like if they were new to the group or old to the group, they knew something was happening. Something was coming and you got to keep building up that. Yeah. The suspense of it, the excitement. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. keep and you have to share over and over because half the people aren't going to see the first first post you did about it. So you got to keep talking about it because so more and more people see it as opposed to, I mean, like Instagram, you post once, only like 6% of the people are going to see it. <laughs> they just did a huge algorithm thing on Instagram too, which yeah. I do not understand algorithms in the slightest. All I know is if you want to be successful on any social media, be social. Mm-hmm. like actually connect with people, comment, leave relevant stuff, go like photos, go, you know, DM people. You know, I hate when I see these things about like, Oh, go DM 10 people today and then go do this. And like there, it's always like certain numbers, Yeah. but at the end of the day, it's just, it's, you it's gotta good. go. You gotta play the game. It's horrible. Right. I hate it. It drives me crazy that like we were talking about one of your podcast episodes about Gary V's 180 strategy and it's like you have to post give your two cents what is it nine hashtags it's follow nine hashtags it's ten hashtags hashtags, nine you have to comment nine times yeah okay so here's what you do you comment um yeah nine times on ten different hashtags and you got to go give your two cents to equal this 180 so you're essentially leaving 90 comments Mm mm-hmm on relevant hashtags to your industry every and day <laughs> every day and by the way if you listen to my podcast about it it took hours every day so what i would do is like in that whole process and i think i even said this on my podcast i would like try to do it in sprints yeah you know just like oh the kids are bouncing on the trampoline let me just log into facebook they're going to be good for 20 minutes let me just go leave some comments and then like kind of like let it breathe but after a while, you really, you really kind of start to become that person that's like sending good vibes your way. This looks amazing. <laughs> good for you. Like just very, very basic <laughs> comments just because your brain gets toasted. You get crispy around the edges. <laughs> yeah. Well, and but, I think, you know, business. Yeah. Changed. Go be social and social. Yeah. Be social. I mean, business has changed so much. It's not that you put an ad in the yellow pages days anymore. It's literally the way Facebook and Instagram and even Pinterest work is you have to be on, they want you on them all the time. Like, so mm-hmm. no longer have life. <laughs> right. You need to be on there constantly commenting and liking and building those relationships back and forth. It's not just one way. You want them following you back and they, you want them engaging. And it's time consuming. I, I found that I do a little bit in the morning. I use mm-hmm. Tailwind for Pinterest. Like I'm, I, I'll sit yeah. there for like an hour on Sunday and schedule out a full week of pins to go yeah. on Tailwind because timing matters. And then right. I spend most of my time on Facebook and Instagram just randomly commenting, following accounts that have my ideal client in them and then finding the one. And then I save their photos in my collections 
Mm -hmm. so you have to remember to go back and comment again on those accounts. Yes, that, that's a great strategy. Um, I essentially do the same thing. I also go into smaller niche hashtags. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like how I'm growing my podcast is really just through Instagram. I have no desire to be on Facebook. So while I'm on Instagram, because I can only speak for my experience on Instagram, is what I do is I go into smaller niche hashtags that I know that my ideal clients add, especially when they're first starting. Um, and so I go in there and then I just comment on the recent photos. Okay. So I don't go like naturally Facebook is like, oh, here are the top performing, you know, um, posts in this hashtag. And I'm like, no, I want the recent ones because the recent is where, you know, people are still active at, like they just post this. So like, I know somebody's at the other end, preferably within like the first like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I do. I go into those niche hashtags and then I comment, I follow, I like, and yeah. I, I find really cool people that way too. Yeah. Like make people, some, you make for some great relationships that way. Right. People for the podcast, people for, you know, they're doing cool stuff. Like, let's see what that's all about. Yeah. That's a good strategy. I didn't even think of the recent or the most important ones. Yeah. They're going to probably comment back because they just posted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. I love it. So what would you tell aspiring entrepreneurs about, because it's daunting, it is, and most people, it's all about, you know, quote unquote, selling, like, how do I make what I want to do successful? And the myth is the old fashioned myth, right? Salespeople, you have to go sell yourself. Um, mm -hmm. But the digital world has changed everything. And like, just talking about having to build relationships on Instagram and Facebook, it's not about selling. It's really about building, it's like, I think of it as preschool, right? You learned how to play with anybody on the playground, right? You just, you just made friends. That was it. And then they might've mm -hmm. became lifelong friends. You know, that's just what business has become. We've gone back, gone back to the old school playground method. Uh, mm -hmm. I just want to play with you. You're really cool. I love your artwork. I love what you do, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. but what would you tell aspiring entrepreneurs starting out, whether it's starting a podcast, writing a book, starting a coaching business, whatever it is, what, what do you think of the big myths that they're holding on to and what are your best tips for them? Um, so big myth is, you know, you have to have a lot of likes, a lot of social, a lot of following, a lot of, you know, you almost have to go viral to see success. Um, and that's not true. You can make genuine connections and then leverage other people's audiences to not only grow your audience, but sell whatever you got to sell or whatever you, whatever you're up to. Um, and I think another big myth is again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just something is better than nothing. Cause if you go listen to like some of my earlier podcasts, I'm terrible. I'm just gonna be honest. Like they're terrible. There was a lot of editing in there. Okay. <laughs> um, like, um, and then I think another big myth is you have to be everywhere all the time. So, you know, I, I really only do podcasting and Instagram. I haven't thought about a Facebook group. I haven't been thinking about Facebook ads. I like, there's just a bunch of things that are just not on my list that I'm not giving my time or energy to because one, it doesn't align with what I want to do. 
And even though it may grow my, like, again, it may grow my podcast. It might grow my personal brand. Is it, does that really align with me? And the answer is no, it doesn't. So I only do things that, you know, move the needle forward and that align with the bigger idea, which is really just to be podcasting and on Instagram. That's good. It's good. Go, go with your gut. Go what feels best for you. And I think the other thing, being everywhere means you can't focus on everything well. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not worried about Instagram or, you know, um, not Instagram. I'm not worried about a Facebook group. You know, the, the wider you get, the more content you have to repurpose or uh, it's complicated, <laughs> you know, it just, it gets more complicated. And I'm, I'm also, I call myself a stay at home mom, but the way that me and my husband's like schedules work, like I am a stay at home mom, but I'm not really a stay at home mom because it's just, it's just the way that our lives are. Um, but I don't have time to be everywhere all the time. And, and I do use tailwind, um, to schedule all of my pins, you know, I do do that on a Sunday. I batch all of my content. Um, I try to make it as super easy as I can for myself. So that way in the middle of the week, I really am working on the things that are taking me to the next level. They're growing my business. You know, like I'm not worried about what Instagram post I'm going to put today. I'm not worried about, uh, you know, my tail, like, like pinning on Pinterest because that's all stuff I know like it's done, it's taken care of. So yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> but it is time. easier. I, and I did it the wrong way. I want everything. And I'm trying to now, I, instead of starting here and growing, I went here and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to just choose two. I can't mm-hmm. go everywhere. Because honestly, um, repurposing your content is the most time consuming thing. If you do it on Instagram, an Instagram live, oh my gosh, I have to share it on Facebook. And then I have to share my Facebook group. And should I make an IGTV out of it? (laughs) Right. Nuts. And if you don't have an assistant, forget it. Right. And I am, I thankfully have a husband, but really all my husband does is coordinate my calendar and send out the zoom links for anybody who wants to be on my podcast. Other than that, I pretty much do it all myself. Um, So it's all, but I also have the systems and processes. So I know every day on a Wednesday, I'm sending out uh, podcast, like interview requests. Specifically, I have a Calendly link on there. I have a Google form on there so that way I can get all of your information before we even think about recording. Mm-hmm. To, to make sure like you're a good fit and um, you know, I can make the social graphics and things like that. You know, I know that every Sunday is when I batch my Instagram content and when I make sure the photos are all lined up the way that I want them to in my grid to make sure that they're pretty. And that's when I do um, my pins for tailwind. That's also another thing. So I take the time to batch a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of systems and processes. So that way when things like, a podcast interview comes up, I can honestly say, Oh, I'm free. Like I have a large chunk of time to do stuff, you know? Yep. The systems, the system and create simplicity. I mean, it's the only way to run your business. You can't make it complicated or you can't succeed because you're, you're literally spinning. So right. It's, it's too much. And only do in, and the thing is when you're spinning everything, 
you're not doing the things that are going to grow your business. Like you're just, you're almost at this plateau of maintenance versus like growing. So you're working in your business versus working on your business. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're stuck in the admin work. The Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. That's not going to bring you the money, not going to get you the attention, the visibility. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm not saying that every time I post something or every time I'm like hustling last minute to make something happen, I I really do ask myself, like, what is the long term game plan for me being like this right now? Is it I'm going to, you know, monetize on this? Is it going to make my life a little bit easier in the future? Like what, like, how does this whole grand scheme fit into everything? Yeah. 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 It's like a filtering system. Yeah. But it's also a mindset too, because you could, you could so easily be spinning all the time and doing all the things versus just like, if you just focus, Ooh, amazing things happen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Cause you put all your energy into that one thing and all your heart and soul into it mm-hmm. and then results. But if you're spread too thin and you're focusing on things that you're worrying about being important, but aren't, you won't have enough left for focusing on what's really important. Right. It's actually um, funny because I try to keep my Facebook strictly like personal. Like I really try hard not to like co-mingle or anything like that. So I have a 10 year class reunion coming up and everybody's just like, Autumn, like, what are you doing? Like, where are you at? Like what's happening? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you people know nothing. (laughs) I have a podcast and I'm starting to do all these like really cool online business things. And they're like, Oh, well, we thought you were still a personal trainer. And I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't, I haven't personal trained anybody in like seven months. I offloaded a bunch of clients. Like, I have so moved on. No, cause you don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Which I don't know. There might be a mindset thing there about like me not sharing my podcast on my Facebook, but I really like, there's so many friends and family on my Facebook. I just have no desire to start monetizing on that part. It's funny. Um, I, I have a tech coach and she despises when people do it, when people sell on their personal Facebook page, mm-hmm. she, she can go, she's a soapbox about it. <laughs> she's like, no, do not sell on your Facebook page and don't go DMing your friends about what, shake you're selling or whatever like that's mm-hmm. just you gotta draw the line like create a her business facebook page and invite them to join the business facebook page but right. you cross a line i don't do it very often i might share a podcast interview that i've done a blog mm-hmm. post or a facebook live that i've done but i do it sparingly like maybe right. a month and i only um and everything else has to be just conversations with friends that's yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like if it's like an 80, 20, like that's cool. But if you're mostly like selling, like mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be friends with you. Cause yeah. I don't want to watch it anymore. But, but this is also what the mark, like what the marketers and the marketplace has taught us is that, you know, we know that Facebook hasn't been, you know, doing very much with, with business pages or, liked pages or anything like that. So where do people naturally go? Okay, well, let's 
hack the algorithm and let's go create a personal Facebook page and let's go friend a bunch of people and then they're going to see our stuff because we're selling stuff and then like we're like we're really cool so like they're going to like you know come and talk to us <laughs> yeah I mean we all try to find the workarounds to the algorithms that are limit basically limiting our businesses I hate and I get it they want to make money so you have to pay to play but even when you pay to play you have to pay a lot of money to play in order for you to get the attention right building the relationships in those mediums are so important because mm -hmm. they control the relationships you're building but they can control when your stuff is being seen right right and um yeah like like we know um i heard I'm not 100% sure, but specifically with this one Instagram um, algorithm update, it's starting to be like Facebook where it's more pay to play. Mm -hmm. So if you want your stuff to be seen more, you're going to have to pay. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. well, and that's why people, you know, it's so hard to start a business thinking you need the 10,000 followers um, because then you feel like you're set up to fail. You know, mm -hmm. how am I going to find people if people aren't seeing my stuff? But really, you get to control that by building the relationships. And yeah, knowing you have to pay to play kind of sucks when you're starting out. So, but you don't have to. You can use Pinterest. Pinterest is great for getting traffic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, the algorithm, and the thing is, the algorithm's going to change. Give it another month. <laughs> right. And <laughs> Like we all, I feel like saw this coming, especially considering like Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same person. So it was, it was an in inevitability. Mm -hmm. We knew it was going to happen. It just depended on when, um, I will tell you, I haven't done a podcast about this episode yet, but, um, Pinterest is still the only social media site that doesn't want you to stay on Pinterest forever. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. That's so. Great. So when you're pinning things, like Pinterest measures your success by how many times people either pinned it or clicked out of it or even clicked to do like a close up of it. Like those are like the only few things that actually matter, which are all things that kind of take you off of Pinterest. Yes, that's true. Like Facebook doesn't like when you have a link to an outside. Right. They they, as much if you're clicking out of Facebook. You can, you can share things in Facebook, but you can't. You, yeah, right. They don't like right. things outside. But Pinterest is the one. Well, and Pinterest is more of a search engine than mm -hmm. a social media, which is great because you're really not building relationships as much. Even with Pinterest following and unfollow, like following followers don't matter much. Exactly. Exactly. What you see, but it has nothing to do with your popularity or anything like that. Right. And the cool part also about Pinterest is they don't do any sort of like crazy algorithm stuff. So you see old pins, you see new pins, you see like pins that haven't gotten a lot of traction. You see pins that do have a lot of traction on them. So they give you a whole smattering of things to go look at, which based I enjoy. Of, based off of what you search for. Mm -hmm. search for it's keywords. That's it. Right. Easy. I can do easy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this was so much information. I'm sitting here going, what do we even title this podcast episode? Because it's so much about podcasting, so mm -hmm. much about your journey, so much about digital marketing and right. the social media world, so much about myths and 
limiting beliefs and what's really important. Ah, you gave it all. I think, I think what's really important is just to start is just plant your flag. And whenever you find that it's misaligned or it's not going the way that you want or whatever the case may be, like be brave enough to stop and just start again. Because if 13 businesses has taught me anything, it's that my business journey isn't, it's not a direct reflection of my self value or my net worth or anything like that. It's just genuinely me like finding different friends on the playground, you know, like, or what game do I want to play? Do I want to play arts and crafts over here? Or do I want to go on the slide over there? You know, like just like be brave, start, plant your flag, doesn't work. Be brave enough to move it. Try something else. <laughs> move your flag somewhere else. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't define you in any way, shape or form. It just, it was a learning experience. You learn more about yourself and you're mm -hmm. ready to go and try something else. And you have all these tools that you can take to the new venture. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, see your, uh, the, the most important thing is follow your heart, follow where your soul's taking you, follow where your passion's going. Mm -hmm. Do something you're having fun. Life's a journey, not a destination. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So tell us where we can find you. Sure. So the two places that I'm at, which I feel like I made this abundantly clear, is you can check me out and my podcast, The Start of Success. Um, we're on five different podcast players, but the best place is www.thestartofsuccess.com. That's where we archive everything, show notes, all that jazz, all the recordings, just everything is there. Um, and of course, my Instagram, which you can check me out at Get Fit by Autumn, exactly how it sounds. I, I, I haven't changed it. I have no desire to change it. I think it's so cute. Get fit, whether we're getting fitness stuff or which I don't do fitness stuff anymore, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's my Instagram and I've had it for years. I can't, I can't go back now. Yeah. It's, it's your brand now. It's my brand. Get fit by autumn. No matter if it's fitness or fitness entrepreneurship or podcasting, apparently. So yes, see everything. <laughs> yeah. So those are the two places that you can check me out is that website and my Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun chatting with you. I learned so much. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. For sure. Hi, Joyful Lady. Thank you so much for listening to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I want to invite you to join the Joyful Business Society Facebook group. This is where you'll receive coaching, support, guidance, and friendships, all the things you need to live your best life and become the CEO of your life and business. You'll receive VIP access to trainings and new resources, and even discounts on courses and coaching. So pop over to Facebook and search for the Joyful Business Society and join today. I look forward to seeing you in there. And if you liked what you heard today, help us spread the message by leaving a review for other women to see and be encouraged to subscribe. Your reviews go a long way with helping this podcast be seen by those that are ready to live life their own way. So thank you so much for helping us spread the love and helping other women embark on their own True Joy Revolutions. So thank you so much for being a part of the True Joy Revolution community. I really appreciate it and I'll see y'all next time.